Isabel is not fucking allowed in this one. You can podcast right now, you're not allowed in that. Okay, um, this is the fourth episode. This is, I'm using a different microphone today, um, so I hope this is good, and I hope I don't have to scrap this because I almost last week totally lost all of, uh... (laughs) the episode thinking that I had like totally messed it up and it actually in fact was I had a like weird setting on the app that I'm using to make this podcast and so it made it sound like I was in like a like a hallway but it wasn't the actual original recording it was um (laughs) it was the system and I was so so annoyed because I thought I had lost everything. Um, and it was really, 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 really annoying. I think I'm noticing that the most difficult part of this, or not even the most difficult part of it, but, like, the thing I'm so tempted to get really right is the audio quality. And that's just a learning curve. And luckily, you all will be patient with me, and I'm going to figure it out. And, yeah. I think doing the uh, playback of what this episode has been so far, listening to the audio-wise, it doesn't like when I hit my sounds really hard, so I'm gonna do my best to speak softly, and New York City in the background will do its best to not have loud things go by, but it might. Um, I'm in a tiny little apartment in New York City right now, and I've closed all the windows, but things sneak in. If you hear a ticking in the back, that is our Dow Cat. <laughs> um, but we'll just see. Expectations are low, right? Um, okay, so last week I did the poem that was going to be submitted on um my patreon that week and this week i am going to do one that's really 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 from way back it's in the book right now um it was one that i was i felt really kind of nervous about writing i um If you know me in person, you know that, well, I don't want to speak for everybody who knows me. I'm not going to say that. I can be a pretty light and airy person, but I also can be a pretty intense person. And this is something that I just, in fact, know about myself. And albeit that I think that I am light and airy all the time, I'm sure the people that people could disagree but that's out there for the speculators speculators speculate whatever anyways this poem i think i'm always kind of like battling with um my own intensity i think that for 80% of my time, I really like to think that I am classic, light, airy Libra, but a testament to the life choices that I am making, I am a very intense person, 
And my poetry is a reflection of that. I write some very intense poetry. Some I use a lot of very intense language. Um, it's something that when I first started writing poetry, I just cringed at myself. I felt like a mix of <laughs> being a cliche Tumblr post and just kind of like, who hurt you, girl? Like, this is so dramatic. I don't know. I don't know where these words are coming from because I really viewed myself as a very light and airy person. And what ended up coming out of writing poetry was a very intense voice really intense it it shocked it shocked me and even sometimes I have to reconcile the fact that I am simultaneously both people and that that's beautiful and and sometimes I write I'll write poems and I'm almost dare I say afraid to share them with people because I'm like well what if everybody knows that I'm such a bummer inside or that I'm such an intense person inside and I think that something that I'm gonna that I'm leaning into and you, as a progression of the last few episodes you know I'm just going through as a human being I am really trying to lean in without judgment to my instincts about myself um and this week's poem is one that be it people I know well, people that I don't know well, it is an intense poem, and it evokes an intense reaction from people, um, and I felt intense when I wrote it, I was fucking pissed, (laughs) I was pissed in a way that felt emboldened, I was pissed in a way that needed to be heard, and I was pissed in a way that wanted to say, you have, I am wronged, I feel strong in my wrongness, and I was playing around with the time, I was really, I was really, I've been really feeling, and and I think you know, you know this from almost all the motifs in my work, that I'm very interested in history, and I'm very interested in the classic art realm. Um, I come from, my mom is a painter, I am surrounded by fine art, I am really fixated, fixated on those classic um, emblems of, of fine art. So this poem is kind of inspired by that. It kind of has the motifs from that. Um, and here we go. Let's 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 get into it. That it's called Tilted Crown. <clears throat> I'm all too available and even worse, too eager. Too ready to assume that you are a person of integrity. I sit upon my throne, benevolently bestowing trust. To all those who petition. I look into their eyes and I see countrymen, a fellow servant to this great sovereign. I call my lands brave, free, and fertile, where trees grow fruits so sweet there is no word for dessert in my tongue. The water that flows through these lands has healing purposes and no one here knows the agony of sickness. The lore of my origin is a rise through sights and scenes changed. I am a safe harbor for those who seek warm shores. But you force my hand and I must ask myself, can I love one who has committed treason against this matriarch? Against the crown that was placed by God upon this head? How do I justify my love when you have committed such crimes bitten the hand 
of she who offered so much and in return simply asked for submission. Heed this warning, accept this final gift. If I must, if I must, if I must cast my eyes down to meet your pleading words, know that you are far beyond forgiveness. You have already lost everything. So the beginning of that poem is it's I'm kind of I'm kind of almost so I'm trying to create if you were in your mind or at least what was going on in in my mind when I was writing it was a dark dingy room queen at the head of the table kind of having almost like a war meeting you know about a specific person or maybe kind of like lording over said throne as one of her her uh where somebody pleaded to her for forgiveness and she's kind of saying you know i am a benevolent ruler I am somebody who who th- who thinks of themselves as a ruler who is kind, just giving, the purveyor of a, a rich land that offers a lot to their their countrymen. I you know, it starts this poem in a very like you know in a way that's saying like you you were offered so much you know we take for granted our nationality and we take for granted maybe the benefits that we think are associated with where we come from but you know there are there are uh there's a catch-22 i guess you know it, it ends with her saying it ends with her saying submission that there's a kind of evilness to the fact that there's that these things weren't free they were not that they were offered to you as something free but in reality the this this matriarch this queen is not so benevolent and not so giving and that all of these things that she offered you like trust and sweet water and all of these things were in fact not free this character this voice is not a benevolent voice this character this queen this voice this aspect of it is vengeful is angry is a voice that's saying i was generous with you for all intents and purposes as you understood for free but you're here pleading now in front and and and, it, and and we make no mention in this poem of what the transgression was because it doesn't it doesn't really matter this is about voicing the anger of somebody biting the hand of you having offered you know maybe what to your best intention was a free you know a right of being involved but it wasn't 
this person is not 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 as benevolent as they view themselves as as the lore that they have created around themselves and it really comes together in the end of this because there's she's saying heed this warning accept this final gift if i must cast my eyes down to meet your pleading words you know that you are far beyond forgiveness you have already lost everything this and i think that is where you're hearing the real voice of said character and maybe you're hearing the real voice of the experience that i was having through this at the end and it's written in a different kind of tone and it's it, it's formatted differently to say you you are bargaining with somebody who is far more vengeful than the lore that they've created around themselves. This person is somebody who views themselves in a high manner. And the fact that the engagement and the wrong that you have done to this person feels so dramatic that you're done. And, and, I, and I think that this poem is, was an expression of me letting it be known that I was very, very angry about something. What it was and is now, I actually have zero idea. I could probably, I could probably try and deduce based on timestamp, probably a scorned lover. But I was pissed. And either way, I think it's that, as I was saying at the beginning of this... It is very interesting to get close to how you view yourself in, in, especially put up against how you know people view you from yourself and the lore that you have around yourself. This, this voice has a lore that it says I am a benevolent ruler, purveyor of my land, me, being in my life. But in reality, it's very scornful. The, I, the, the, this is trying to say this is a this is a almost delusional person about their own benevolence because in reality, their true voice is somebody that's saying there are not an exceeding amount of chances with me. You have wronged me, and it goes so far as that you have committed treason against me, which is intense. And this was my voice for that. Um, I think something I have to laugh about with myself ultimately because of the intensity that sometimes these poems come out with is that not only have, do I you we internalize the motifs that we like best or we like the things that encapsulate us best that there can be many voices to be channeled through many different things. And and what what I have to laugh at myself mainly is I would just I I I uh, wouldn't want to piss me off. <laughs> um Yeah, I got to love myself through that one and I think that maybe maybe the real the real light light and airy Libra lesson is that you can be both that you can be as delusional as you want I mean it is a delusional idea to be a poet in the modern age of technology maybe or maybe not but I know that I'm going to feel it through as intensely as I do everything else in my world and I implore you dear listener to be as intense as you want to be not only in your private poetry world but I mean fuck 
It's your storyline.